Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Lion's Breath Movement podcast. I'm your host. I'm your host, Owen. And right now, it is 8.15 Saturday morning. And it's actually, I'm going to introduce, he's not really like my co-host yet. But he's, he's saying like, that because he, he has commitment issues. Yeah, so um, I'm going to introduce uh, Kevin Never Settle Seaman. Still hate that fucking name. So, <laughs> that love it, love it, love it. Hate it. And, uh, yeah. you know, I'll just introduce our guest. So what, what's been happening on the weekends now is that um, we are bringing Kevin on as, as like a co-host. And then we're going to bring a guest on. So today's guest is Lou Volani, and if you guys have heard, like, probably for the last, I don't know, uh, three or four years from my page, is, um, I mean, Bloodshed was originally started in CrossFit Danbury. So, uh, Lou, welcome to the podcast. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. <laughs> um, all right, listen, uh, just a couple housekeeping things. And, and listen, number one, I have Lou on here because there's a few things I want to talk to Lou about. Number one is... Lou, when did you start the gym? 2010. 2010. So Lou started the gym in 2010. Okay. Um, I also want to just dive into like, you know, some, I want to bring you guys some value. I don't know. The last podcast on the weekends were fun. Um, I don't know how much value that brought you guys, but I also want to talk to Kevin and Lou about, um, you know, stress, life, family, and all that stuff. So, so ultimately, things I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> Seaman has none of that. I have a dog. Uh, and we're we're gonna we're gonna dive into that. I just want to do some some housekeeping. This is actually episode twenty three. All right, we're gonna get to episode one thousand uh, eventually. I could be eighty when that happens, but it's, we're gonna make it happen, um, guys. If you're a returning listener, thank you very much for for returning. Appreciate the support. And you guys can find us on all podcasts. We're on um, we're on Apple, Google, um, fucking Stitcher, every podcast. Yeah, Stitcher, Stitcher podcast. Yeah, that's a like thing. A porn site. <laughs> I mean, shit, it could be. Uh, but we're on every major podcast. And if you're a new listener, thank you for joining us. I'm sure you got um, referred from a friend or a family member or whatnot. But um, I appreciate you guys um, tuning in. This week has been kind of busy. I haven't really been on Instagram or any of that shit. Um, but uh, we also have a sponsor for today. Um, our sponsor for this podcast is actual Bang Energy. <laughs> It's All not right. a sponsor. Kevin so, just decided, I'm going to get caffeinated. That's a big drop right there. You can't be doing that for free. Yeah. I'm going to get caffeinated on the podcast and see whether or not I run out of the door first or if Lou Villani beats me up first. Yeah, I mean, Lou might beat your ass first. I love getting obnoxious. But actually, listen, um, Kevin, I mean, I'm a Bang fan. I don't know if any... What? I love the name of that drink. Yeah. I'm a Bang you, Girls fan. You ever see, like... It's the yeah. tent that got oh, I went to the Arnold Classic. Classic. Oh, God. Dude, the bang uh, uh, setup I, was like ridiculous. the size of this like building. And it was like, it is a club. It's a straight club. Yeah. They're just slinging cans everywhere. <laughs> They're just <laughs> yeah, chicks in bikinis just tossing cans everywhere. But do you know that last year, Bang Energy sold like $50 million worth of bang? And they beat like Red Bull and all this. No, sh- I didn't know. Yeah, that so like because they're marketing geniuses. Why is that, Kevin? It was just hot chicks. Yeah, and, hot chicks. Yeah, just hot chicks in bikinis. Hot chicks, bikinis, cool names, yeah. and they all taste good. That's so pretty much. I mean, much it's, it. it's a souped-up Red Bull. So there's 90 million of these things on the shelf. They're I mean, how many how many um, grams of caffeine are in there? Enough to piss you guys off. 300, I think. 
<laughs> I mean, shit. 300. Oh, God, don't, don't waste 300? Okay. All right, guys. So, listen, we're going to dive in, into this. And I actually want Kevin to get on here because uh, we haven't talked about this. But Kevin, I don't know, when was it, like a t- two or three weeks ago? I'd say a month ago. I think it was a month ago. Okay, so a month ago, uh, Kevin decided, I think this is, and I'll have Kevin like, talk a little bit about this, but uh, there's something called the Century Ride. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, is. so what Kevin did is he biked 100 miles in one day. Six and a half hours. So let me say that one more time. Kevin never settles semen, biked 100 miles in one day. Kevin, why did you do that? I got together with a couple of buddies. It was me, uh, Ryan, which you guys know, and my buddy Jeff. And we sat down. We're like, we really haven't set another goal yet. We did the Ironman in Connecticut, which was brutal and awesome. And then after that, we kind of didn't set any other future goals. And we kind of wanted something to do that would get us like well outside of our comfort zones. And those two dudes are not coming across it. So... Like what dudes? Uh, Ryan and Jeff. Okay. Yeah, yeah, why tra- not though? I'm curious. Why not? Yeah. No, I really don't want Ryan to because everything he starts, he gets oh, better than me at. Yeah. yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so, so you're being self. Bug. You're being yeah. selfish. Don't Damn fucking right. Yeah. I want him to come once, <laughs> never come again. Let me win. We're done. But uh, he, he's then a we, che- he was a cheerleader. Yeah, we'll I, get I into that. Yeah, I know. You can tell me about that and his hot wife. So, but um, is it like every time you talk about? You don't have wife, to whisper about it. You're on air. He's fine with it. Every time you talk no. about, every time um, you talk about his wife, the first thing that you say is she's hot. Yeah, he's, that's well, yeah, all you. I, I haven't heard like four times. Already. Yeah, I don't yeah, know exactly. who she is, what she looks <laughs> pre-show, like. Pre-show, pre-show. But you're welcome, like, Meg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, okay, listen. Nonetheless, I'm gonna pull. I'm gonna pull an OG. We need to stick to the fucking facts today. No, the facts. No going off on oh, tangents. No tangents? Yeah, no, but we'll no the slow. tangents are the best. Well, We're going to do tangents. Because Kevin told- I'm going to be caffeinated. I'm yeah, three sips in and I'm getting fucking a, a wired right called now. Unicorn Magic or yeah. something. Rainbow I'm sure we're going to get some tangents out of it. Well, here's yeah, a, here, what is it. What is it Give called? me like five minutes Rainbow and I'm not going to be able to sit. Here's the thing, though. Kevin has to stop the podcast at 9 a.m. That's what yeah, he said. Yeah, well, Kevin has stuff. It's Kevin's birthday, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. He's got to work out for two so hours. So listen, that's, yeah. another, that's another thing. Kevin's birthday is today, and I think Kevin is oh, 46? Yeah. How old are you? So that's suck a dick. <laughs> I'm 38 years old. Okay, today, so, so today's 38 years. i got a couple hours before I'm 38, technically. Okay, so today today is actually Kevin um, Never Settle Seaman's birthday. He's 38. 38. We're getting sidetracked, Owen. I know, we're getting sidetracked. But, the topics. but I, actually, I actually wanted to bring that up. Um, Kevin, it's your birthday. Yeah. Okay. He's going to work out for 38 hours straight. straight. Is that correct? <laughs> yeah, put me in coach. I'm ready. <laughs> okay. Yeah, def- nude the whole time. <laughs> the whole time. Put in your birthday outfit? Well, yeah, absolutely. I actually brought a onesie to work out in. That's a lie. I didn't do that. Oh, Today. Damn it. Today. Exactly. But uh, no, okay, so I, I got to do, an, I right, have back, to do back, a workout before I start partying, right? So we're going okay, to Foxwoods so with friends later. Are you going to drink a lot tonight? I don't know. I kind of like brew bus got me going so hard that I don't want to get that white The what did? The brewery bus. A bunch of us here at CrossFit Danbury got together, got uh, rented a limo bus, and went to four different breweries. And it started out fine. And then as the day progressed and the videos progressed, oh, yeah. all the dudes' shirts were off and every girl got a yeah, lap dance whether or not they wanted one. A bus full of naked dudes. Oh, yeah. It was a bus <laughs> full of naked dudes giving everybody's too. wives lap dances. <laughs> like That's exactly time. what happened. So, <laughs> I actually asked you guys how it was because I hadn't seen the pictures uh, yet. And then I looked at the pictures I was like, Oh, it was a fucking porno. Yeah, Danny's videos are the best. And we didn't stop there. After the bus, we all went to Brad's house and watched the fights till like midnight. Were you shit-faced? Oh, super white girl wasted. Inner Britney came flying out. 
Listen, he, he couldn't keep my hands for, down. For, for any, like, Caucasian females <laughs> listening, he's, that's just what he says. He's not just saying that you, Let's have a disclaimer on that. Remember. Millennials can go cry in their own room for all I care. Okay. America, freedom of speech. Okay. Okay. Who was the drunkest on the bus? Oh, probably me. No, well, then it was definitely you. I don't know. Well, Ev threw up, but I don't think Ev was that drunk. She's just really tiny and drank a lot. So Brad looked looked pretty pretty too. Oh, Brad was torn up too. Like, Brad and I were both pretty torn up. And uh, I think Greg was too, believe it or not. But Greg stopped. At seven. Bidmar? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he stopped at what time? When we stopped the brew bus, he stopped drinking. But you, tur- but you turned Brad it up. Brad and I just, yeah, d- grabbed that dial to max, man. And then we're just, why? I don't have to drive. My uh, Jimmy, you know, J- our friend Jimmy that works out here, he texted one of my friends, Chris, and he's like. Jimmy Spicaro, right? Yeah, Spicaro? yeah. Spicaro? Is that uh, Spiraco. 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 Text my sister's friends, be like, Kevin's going to need rock. an adult later. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, oh, so you were like that. Well, I was going to Uber. I didn't have anywhere to go. I was just gonna. I was gonna sleep at Brad's house. Oh my but, god! Yeah, That's so, crazy. Yeah, we we all got a little drunk. But since then, to get back to your point, I'll probably drink today. But I don't know if I can handle that again. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see you get. Space those out. Yeah, yeah. Those occurrences. I wouldn't want to see you get arrested or anything. You know. Well, yeah, you would. Don't. I lie. would. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I would <laughs> definitely. My mom would bail me out. I'd call my mom. She's the first really? person I call. Yeah, all right, yeah. let's stick back to the fucking agenda. What okay. is the agenda? The million, I, I have it written down. Was it a hundred, hundred mile ride? Okay, so talk to me in the audience about why you decided to do a hundred mile ride, and how is that significant in the cycling world? I'm getting really caffeinated right now. <laughs> that was the worst idea. <laughs> I, I love it. We're gonna get this fucking yeah, unicorn, down, unicorn so, magic beverage. Yeah, I'm so caffeinated. Hundred miles. <laughs> so we, uh, me, me, two of my friends, they're triathletes. We sat down. We're like, let's do something different. That you we sat haven't... down where? Uh, we grabbed some beers at the lake. Well, comment on that. Yeah. No, I, I don't know. That's it's just funny. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we sat down and we like we planned, we planned this. Oh, You're instigating. I know. All right? I know. I, I love can't it. stay on topic like this. Focus. <laughs> okay, focus. <laughs> I can't focus. But well, we grabbed some beers. We're at the lake. We're like, why don't we cycle around Lake Warmog, which is a seven and a half mile loop. Mm-hmm. That's like our hometown area. We love it. Beautiful. It's the best, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. best place in the world. Yeah, what is it? Diamond in the rough kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and we want to keep it that way. But why don't we do a self-sustained century ride? Hundred miles. We'll set up a table, um, at um, at just, the t- uh, town park. Hi, just, mom. Just um, one table. Yeah, one big table with all of our stuff on it. And yeah, calm down. And then, <laughs> and then we got a bunch of friends to come out. What would you put on the table? Donuts, believe it or not. I fueled with donuts, gummy bears. You're supposed to drink like high sugar based sodas with a corn syrup that's actually good for you in endurance events because of how quick it absorbs and you need slow absorbing carbs. Everybody else gets all these. Like, Can you stop whenever you want on the like bike and go get like a donut? And that's why we or? did it at the lake because it's seven and a half mile loops. So we could stop yeah, whenever like a we wanted. station kind of. Like, exactly. Oh, nice. And refuel. So because we couldn't do it one way because there'd be no stops. Yeah. We do it around the lake, even though it's loops. It, and it, it took you six and a half hours, you said? It took me six and a half. took Ryan five and a half. Fuck that guy. I'm dying to know this. So do you have like a special uh, seat for your bike? Because I have a bike and I ride for like an hour and I walk crooked for like three days because the seat is so uncomfortable. Ryan had to test out. They call they call them saddles. So if I say saddle, I'm just, it's yeah. the seat. Um, yes, we all have ones that we have found that we like that are most comfortable for us based on your uh, 
how your butt's shaped, yeah, yeah, how yeah. your so hip, like but most yeah, importantly, yeah, yeah. how your hips are shaped. Okay. Why didn't I? I never got that. I never got a seat. Yeah, how'd you feel on that bike? Well, you're not on the bike for that long. So my seat is terrible. Here's the thing. You also had very bad ride form. My my ride form is impeccable. Now, yeah, you're welcome. So let's talk. Riding that thing like an assault bike when he first got it. Yeah, I mean, he was a natural man. His legs were like a natural. He swam like a boss. But remember, I did. I, I biked with you, but I biked. I got to 48 miles. Yeah, you got to 48 miles. Which is really... I did 48 no, 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 miles. No, no, no. Don't compliment him. I was so pissed off. Why? Two more fucking uh, miles for a half century. But, like, why does it matter? Yeah. It matters. Uh, it, true, listen, if you're going 100, you're not going to stop right, at 99.3. Right? But I was going for, for 48. Point. No, no, no. Sustain. You were going for 50. Don't lie. You're like, I'm doing 50. Then and you, he's like, all right, then you, then you stop. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be honest. It was really difficult. I'm so proud. And the hardest part, I took a shower afterwards. I couldn't, water could not touch my, um, Yeah, no, I know. Yeah. How were your legs? I mean, that sounds... Oh, it hurts so bad. I had to take a shower, like, covering up my, my... Yeah, your man pieces. It's actually, like, inside of your thighs, right by your nuts, like, where your thighs rub. Yeah. That's the worst. We, well, you didn't. Did you lube? Yeah. You You have to lube for these things? Oh, you see like oh, three out. grown I'm men, but ha- here, three grown I'm men out. grabbing Vaseline. Like I don't know. Wow. Like, I don't know if you can answer yeah, this. No, if you, you have to. Can you answer this? It's six and a half hours. How of how many times do you think? Yeah. How many times do you think you? I have no hair. How many times do you think you pedaled the bike? Uh, thirty-two million. I could probably tell you. Um, Seriously? For the record, my last mile was the lo- was the fastest. My oh, mile ninety nine to one hundred was my. Well, because you wanted to finish, obviously. I mean, that's that's like. Well, no, I just didn't want it to. Yeah, I wanted it over. You want it to be well, over, the worst, dude. The worst part was I was at like mile ninety, and Jeff started an hour before us because he had to get home at a certain time, so he got like a head start, mm. and then him and I rode most of it together. I rode eighty miles with Jeff, <laughs> so him and Ryan were both done about an hour before me, forty five minutes. Yeah. And I'm watching them eat pizza while I turn the oh. corner for my last lap. And I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding. It's motivation right there. Yeah, though. it is motivation. So that's why so my last you, lap was So what were you thinking about like while you're riding they were, for we were talking. three days? We were well, talking. I was, yeah, I was lucky. Oh, you guys were all just bullshit. We were bullshit well, yeah, pretty well, much. Was I had side by so side So you were never me. alone? No. The last, the, end. the last 20 miles I was alone, which isn't a long time. So these fuckers were going too slow for me at like 32. Because I, I was going to go to 50 and they weren't going to pick up the pace. So I took off at like... You can't go that fast. Yeah, yeah I took one, off yeah, at 34 sense. and was like, I'm out. Yeah, guys. you were together, yeah, for about for four about, laps. Yeah, four like laps, 34 right? miles. Yeah. And we were but just. You were alone. Uh, f- I was alone for the last, like, 14. Oh, okay. Yeah. So um, what were you thinking about? I had music going. Just jamming. Yeah, I was just cruising. Yeah. Uh, actually, I was thinking about how my ball, how bad my balls <laughs> hurt. <laughs> Seriously. Oh, that's so true. My balls hurt so bad, dude. But no, well, it was. Because you're on a fucking bike forever. Miles. I was on for 48 for 48 uh, miles. I was on the bike for three hours, or three and a half, or four hours. Yeah. No, the total truth. But when you have people, and we had, we were lucky enough to have friends come down and join us. Like it was, it was a big turnout. Del Bono came with Asmi, and they they did. We he didn't ride with us, but But they they were there. Yeah, yeah, jumped. And then we had other triathletes and cyclists show up and ride with us. Ryan needed um, faster paced people to pace with him for his goal. Because he's so good. (laughs) So good. So he had like, uh, and his wife is hot. Yeah, and oh, his wife. I was just, I was just adding that in. For you. I've never seen her in my life. I was just adding that in for you. I know. We're just, I just, I just like calling them out. It's fine. <laughs> does They're he listen? Does he people. listen to this? Uh, he's going to now. We're gonna listen to it. He's going with me to Foxwood. We'll listen to it on the way up. Have him back. listen to the one with OG. We're, 
Or like, uh, I, I felt like we were laughing at him because he was a cheerleader. Well, yeah, he thought it was Silver Quit. For the record, like, I thought that OG too. Thought actually, it was I thought it was silver quit. Oh. And then, then I'm like, which did make it even better. Which Ryan? Like, that's incredible. Ryan Hall. He's like, oh, that dude's fit. I'm like, I know. <laughs> that's what I've been the saying. The only thing I could relate to to like the the hundred mile. 100 yeah, hundred like, miles. Thousand 100 burpees miles. for time. That was pretty miserable. Oh yeah, Lou. Talk that's about very thousand. Actually, talk time. about that. Lou, Lou. He goes, that's very. That's very, very miserable. miserable. Lou did. Did you do it? It was awful. I've done that before. No, you haven't. Yeah, actually, we we had to do more than that. It was for charity for Spartan Race. Joe Decina put out a challenge. I think we did like. Seven hours of burpees or something during so how an many event. Did you do like each? Like was it each or was it? I think it like... was just for time. Yeah, we each were doing them, and then I think somebody donated like X for burpee done, uh-huh. which is really cool. Um, and we accumulated between everybody something like twenty seven thousand. Oh my but it, it, it wow. was a bunch of people. It wasn't yeah, just yeah, me. Yeah. It was so a bunch of people. It, yeah. But Lou, That's talk about when you decided to do the thousand burpees. Oh yeah, that was. Why did you decide awful. to yeah, do it? It was weird. So <clears throat> I was listening to. Uh, Audiobook. I'm an audiobook guy. I'm not, Me not too. so much that paperback, but I once in a while I'll dive in. But uh, The Way of the Seal by Mark Devine, awesome book uh, for anyone yep. out there that hasn't checked that out. But uh, he was talking about when he was in SEAL training how they used to use like a thousand burpee test uh, or a thousand burpees as like a test, right. <clears throat> kind of like mental capacity, like almost like a punishment. And so at one point <clears throat> they pulled him out of line and he's doing the thousand burpees. And I guess after the fact, he says, the idea is they want to see what mental space you go to while you're there. So, yeah. like, do you break mentally? Do you mm-hmm. basically cry? Do you, like, break down? <clears throat> and he said, I don't remember what number he was at, but, like, halfway through, he kind of – you start losing your marbles a little bit, and he was kind of, like, mm-hmm. laughing, and he's like, how many more, coach? Like, I, I could do this all day. Right. And he was like, all right, Divine, get back in. And then afterwards, he tell, you know, he told him it was basically, I want to see – we want to see what you do under duress, like – do you break? Do you right. keep pushing forward? Stuff like that. So I'm in the car listening to that. And I was kind of like, man, I wonder like what I would do because that sounds awful. Miles. Like, what was that? Hundred miles. Yeah, that sounds sounds terrible. Thousand so, burpees is worse. Actually. Yeah. So I was like, man, that sounds awful. So um, how how long did it take you to do? Almost two hours. How? What was, was the? Um, what was the point? Because there was a point probably. In that workout when you're like, dude, I'm not going to do this oh, anymore. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. What number yeah. was that? All right. So I don't remember where I was at. I know Magic did it with me, actually. That's Shout what I wanted to Magic. Yeah. Yeah. Shout Magic. out to Magic. He's, I, a, he's a member at CrossFit Danbury. Yeah, OG. In Danbury, he's an OG. He's yeah. one of like, the first members at the gym. Um, so we were doing it together. Everybody else had left the gym. So it was literally just me and him in the gym uh, doing it, jamming out some music. And uh, I think he was at 400, so I must have been around there. And he's like, and he looked at me and like just, I remember face, him telling he just story. like shook his head and was like, dude, I'm out. And he was kind of like walking around. And I was like, I was like, you're not fucking quitting. We're not fucking quitting. Like you're 400 in. Right. And so at that point, definitely it was, I, I remember at like 200, I was like, dude, this is going to be, be bad. bad, like bad. So that's when you have to, to so talk about like your <sighs> mental. So pe- th- there'll be people listening to this, right? Yeah. That will say, well, Lou, that's the stupidest yeah, like, thing in the world. Yeah. Why would you do that? Yeah, First guess- off, th- like, I could see people saying, well, that's dumb because, like, why would you do that to your body? You're going to get yourself hurt. Yeah. But that's not the point. Well, I would argue, like, doing a thousand burpees is just your body weight going up and down. Like, you're just picking yourself up off the floor. So it's like you're right. not doing anything technical. No. You're not You're not weight-bearing. Um so that, that's what I would say. And, Kev, you can chime in oh, and Oh, no, no, no. I was just saying one of the worst injuries I had since I started CrossFit was doing a burpee. Yeah. I just came down on my thumb. It was just dumb fucking luck. Oh. Like, jam my thumb up 
Well, you might do you might have so done it wrong. Yeah, I did it wrong. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it, it wasn't an exercise. It was just an oops moment. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, there's Shit. obviously human error involved some somehow, but right. I would say I felt confident enough that I wouldn't get hurt doing a thousand burpees for me. So again, the point was I wanted to see what mental space I would go to. Like they said in the divine book, Mark Divine, uh, Mark Divine book. So anyway, yeah. So I wanted to try it and, uh, yeah, I was just like I wanted to finish it. It was the the right. idea of finishing. I mean, that's all. I would was. say relate it to like the hundred yeah, miles. Like it's kind of like your you're talking about your balls hurting in the shower. Yeah, it's you know it's bike, a mental so. you know and and you know I could relate it to when I ran the New York City Marathon. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so like for me running the New York City Marathon, I wasn't like going for time, but for me, what I wanted to do was see if I could mentally do it. Yeah. Of right. Course. Of course. Just finishing. Course. Just finishing. Because it it's not like I, I you know it took me. Five hours and twenty five minutes, but there was there was a couple times throughout that race where like I said to myself, I don't know if I could do this, you know. And it was like at mile twenty when I was like, because I wanted to go through the whole thing and not have to stop. I always want to move, but when I got to mile twenty, I literally was like, I have to stop. I felt like my legs were gonna rip, and um, the last six miles were like literally. And for, I'm I'm sure I told you this this <clears throat> to you guys, but to the listeners out there the last six miles were, were the was the hardest physical activity i've ever done in my life it was harder than two days in college football it was harder than two days in high school football it's harder than the, any of the crossfit workouts that i've ever done because like you're 20 miles in and your body is physically just fucking shot so it's all mental all that's mental all, yeah and, and that's, that's basically where i was and right that's what happened to me it was like I, when towards the end it wasn't even really like a burpee it was more like down at the ground step up stand jump and i just kept repeating that and again it, for me it was just a point to finish um and i would argue to some people like if you're just looking for an opportunity to push yourself period. right so that's why i would do it you know like yeah. i know a thousand burpees does sound and it is terrible and it, like you know <laughs> like but i knew yeah, what i was awful. signing up for like i right. knew what i was getting into but it was just that mental push and i think that's what makes us different the people that we we chase that you know so we, we chase that moments, shit like i've competed kickboxing boxing jujitsu right um you know, you just look. I've done CrossFit competitions way back in the day. We did a couple of regionals, but the idea is you, you're testing yourself. You're, you're constantly testing. What you're made of. Like, so and that was an opportunity for me to just see where my, that mental space yeah. I went. And I feel like that's know. why we all, um, the the three of us at this table, get along so well. And that's why I'm so attracted to Kevin Seaman. <laughs> I knew that yeah. word was coming. No. Finally came I out. Knew, I knew that word was. But coming. here, but I here, I want to make a it. point, and you guys can chime in. Is that um, the mental piece of this? It's like. We're constantly chasing our mental, uh, like you're building mental capacity. Yeah, you're building, you're mental, building capacity. mental capacity. And like when bloodshed was started four years ago, that was me creating a time where it's like, all right, let me put out, put together workouts where I could see if I could actually do this. Mm -hmm. The only way you get stronger is by going into an unsafe mental pl space. That's the way that you can grow yeah. your mental capacity. But a yeah, question for you, because you guys were just talking about it, uh, for you both. I've done. The extremes on both sides, uh, as you both have, New York City Marathon, I've done 100-mile cycle ride this past year, um, what's called the Connecticut Ironman, mm -hmm. but I've also done CrossFit Open 20.1. Now, mm. you The workout? Both, yeah, the, I'm talking oh. about the workout. The workout that was 15 minutes, mm -hmm. as compared to the workouts that were six and a half hours, you have to dive into like very similar painful mental places. Very painful order to complete what you need to do in order to make your goal whether it's just finishing or finishing within some sort of time cap i find 
they're very similar but yet very different because the grind is tough because you're stuck there. Like you have to find ways to stay out of your head for a long period of time. Mm-hmm. But when you're doing something like uh, like 20.1 or very, very hard, short crossfit workout, even Fran, take tw- 20.1 was 15 minutes. Fran is, if you're very good at it, under four, yeah. right? But for those four minutes, you're in that space. Oh, yeah. But I find it's... When, it's As easier. Don says, it's the sea god space. The sea god <laughs> space. The sea god space. That, that's why when he oh, lays down, Donnie. he leaves Don angels. So... Talk, I mean, Lou, you want to talk about that? Like, we, we yeah, just... I'm, I'm curious what your guys' thoughts are on the difference between the two because they're both <laughs> extremely difficult because you can't rule one out over the other, but they are very different. Yeah, I guess um, one thing that's nice about Fran is you know you're going to be in a short time frame. So it's yeah. basically like, okay, like I can go balls out, pedal to the metal, and I, this is going to be over within five minutes where all those other events, I don't know what you'd like to any hundred burpee, yeah, yeah, or thousand burpee. Event. It's like you know, you know, it's the long. It's just a long haul. It's gonna be a long grind. So I just think it's different stimulus. It's it's again, it's the pedal to the metal versus the the low, yeah, low and slow. You know, yeah. so but they're well, both they're I, both I, valuable. They're both valuable. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I yeah. think that's that's why I personally wanted to do the New York City Marathon because I feel like I'm mentally okay with the shorter workouts when I know all right, this is gonna be over in four minutes. Or this is going to be over in eight minutes. Yeah. I can do better in those workouts. But it's the longer workouts, like the 60-minute workouts, the five-hour marathon workouts, where you are constantly – or the thousand burpees, mm-hmm. where I don't give a shit who you are, but it's it's human nature to constantly be like, I got to stop. Mm-hmm. I got to stop. Oh, yeah. sure. It's like Absolutely. the mental barrier is like, I got to stop this shit. Or this hurts or that hurts. or you, You're constantly coming up with excuses on why yeah. not to do it. But to make yourself a stronger person is to say, no, I got to stick with it. Like, I wanted to stop at mile 22 mm-hmm. and go to the bar. Yeah. I would have. <laughs> you know? Well, that's one thing I, I liked about uh, this, this whole open was programmed awesome, in my opinion. And Agreed. like 20.1 wasn't one of my best workout performance-wise. But what I think was great about that is if you approach it the right way, like I would say like Kevin did, he kind of played it a low and slow st- strategy where i would say myself probably made an error because it was like a lighter bar and i was like oh it's you know i think it was 100 burpees right total 100 burpees Uh, right 10 rounds for 10 yeah yeah so i was like oh i've done a thousand burpees i'll be fine but the thing is is like i got my heart rate so jacked up early then it was like and i and i was trying to tell myself not to do that going into that workout and then after like three or four rounds you know, I was talking to Owen, and I was like, I remember after, like, round three or four, I was like, I'm really tired. This is bad. Like, because then I had yeah. the whole workout left. Everything left. You know what I mean? So, I don't yeah. know. That's what I love about it. It's the ways you can break it down and um, make a strategy for your performance and your abilities, you know. Right. So. And I was the opposite. I knew that the burpees, that bar, see, that bar for you is light, but that bar for me, it's not heavy, but that bar is going to no, get No, but you played it great. Me. You game planned it yeah. for yourself perfectly. I, I, you know what see, I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm the type, I'm like Lou, I'm... Uh, I went out hot as yeah. fuck, Bronco, and baby. I lost he my. He saw God. I saw God in rounds. I saw God. I repped for great. him. You should have seen the you look at all of his floor. face was priceless. Oh, we've all been there though, and we've we all have. Done we it. have. Mm. 
I that love it. You, I, I'm so happy you didn't stop because you looked like you were going to stop with like Dude, eight seconds I left felt, on the clock. I'm like, don't I mean, I've never gone into cardiac arrest. <laughs> yeah. I, as close as I felt, close. I was like, holy shit. I feel like shit. I'm going into cardiac I took, arrest right now. <laughs> I'm fucking like, I'm having Let's so see, much trouble sitting still. Oh, yeah, you're doing some damage. I yeah, took um, pre-workout. Take a nice swig right now, man. Oh, Before God. that workout, and my heart my oh, heart was in my throat. Yeah, that's a dangerous thing. You can't do that on that Not on that workout. That's a sanctus nutrition kind of pre-workout one. It is, yeah. I mean, listen. Listen, shout out to Sanctus. That's coming back. Uh, give me a couple more episodes and we'll talk more about the little Sanctus nutrition. But hey. Oh, as fuck right now. What? I'm so All right. Do you have to go home? No, I you can't wanna, wait to do that. I'm while so happy. You want to do my workout with us? We have um, a couple couches in here. We might put uh, semen to bed. Uh, okay, no way. Okay, so uh, listen, uh, Seaman did the 100 miles. Congratulations, man. That That's like that a big fucking yeah, deal, bro. Um, I mean, especially hours, in the dude. cycling world, like, if you could do 100 miles, you are the fucking... I I'm mean, how how would looking at what's next? You're what? Already looking. To but what's what does next. that mean in the cycling I world? I don't know. Not cycling, just life. Like, whatever it is. Like, the, like our the chicks, like, convention. dude, like, I I love, like, you're hot now, and like, you're hotter, like. What? Because I not even close. <laughs> like. Are you at the Are you at <laughs> the bar? Are you at the bar and you're like, Hey, babe, what's up? I just biked a hundred miles. I show up with my bike shorts on and do that. Okay. <laughs> what are they called the century, century ride? Yeah, century ride. Okay, listen, we're we're gonna die. We're gonna get back on track. I wanna. I, I brought Lou on here because there's something specific. I want actually two things I want to talk about. So Lou is the owner of CrossFit Danbury. Okay. Now Lou, how long have you um, actually just Talk to us about, because there's some entrepreneurs that are listening to this podcast, okay? Talk to us about why you decided to start the business. Sure. Just talk, give us a synopsis of, yeah. of starting CrossFit Danbury. Yeah, so I had talked a little bit to Owen about this previously, but um, I didn't really go into business ownership with, like, that wasn't my sole purpose. So really, I was going back to school uh, for education. I wanted to be a teacher. Um, I started, uh, how that started was coaching football. I loved coaching football. I did it for nine years. Um, and I would say that was kind of my catalyst and that spark I needed. I was like, I want to be uh, able to coach athletes and kind of encourage people to, you know, better themselves, perform, achieve goals, things like that. How old are you when you started the business? Uh, 24. Okay, I 24. I turned 24, Damn. yeah. I went back to school. Yeah, it was pretty cool. I was just a young, dumb kid, though. But even so. But 23, went back to school full time. I was coaching, and and an opportunity came up. Um, I was personal training at that point for like three years. Um, I was bouncing around from different gyms, you know, uh, two clients here, one client here, things like that. It's kind of like the trainer hustle that those people know what it's like. Yeah. And um, I was working at another gym with my. Uh, business partner, my old business partner, and mm -hmm. the opportunity came up. Actually, that gym closed down for a little bit. They had some financial issues, and they the one you were working at. Yeah. So one day we show up, and my client like calls me, and he's like, "The doors are like locked, like they're chained closed." And wow. Yeah. The marshal came and shut oh it my down. God. So I'm sitting there like, I have all these clients. I got to train. Luckily, it was like still nice out, so we right. go to the track and things like that. So I had already been thinking about opening up my own small studio, like a personal training studio, yeah. small, you know, a like thousand square foot. No, did you have clients at this point? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
good amount of clients, enough to sustain myself. And then, um, right. again, I was coaching football, so I did a lot of, like, clinics with the kids and, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the, the mm-hmm. teams and things like that. And then parents would then want to train. So it, it was nice. It, it worked. And so my mindset there was, like, you know what? I want to open something that I can pay my way through school. Like, I want – instead of there's nothing wrong with waiting tables or any other job, you know, out there. But right. I had done that, and I was like, I just want something that's going to progress me towards my vision more mm-hmm. and the opportunity for – a small studio came up. So me and my then business partner opened up like an 1,100 square foot spot, really, really small. Mm-hmm. And it was all personal training and small group. Was this in Danbury? This was in Danbury, yeah, right down the road uh, off Kenosha. And um, yeah, one day he just, I was actually doing a crazy workout. So at that time I was um, I was competing, uh, kickboxing and stuff. And I think I might have had a fight coming up. But I was doing a workout with like weighted vest pull-ups and burpees and box jumps and all this stuff. And my business partner that was like, hey, you ever hear about this CrossFit stuff? I think you'd like it. Like, you're doing some of the stuff that I've seen on the right. main site. This is when CrossFit was, like, brand new? So young. So young. Yeah. 2006. Yeah. This started, was right? 2009 when he told me about CrossFit. And then we yeah. opened up in 2010. So it was, like, late 2009. Very young. I che- yeah. And I checked out, a, like, the main site a little bit. And I would pick and choose a couple of workouts here and there. Um, and add it in. And then uh, he was like, hey, there's a cert coming up. You want to go? I was like, yeah, sure. Like, I, I really didn't know anything about CrossFit. I was like, yeah, right. but I'll check it out. Like, and certification. Uh, yeah, the, the level one. Level one. And I went. Um, I believe it was Watertown. Yeah, Watertown, Connecticut. <clears throat> and uh, at that seminar, I just loved what they talked about—the culture, um, about being like well-rounded. So like, yeah. not excelling at one thing, but a little bit of everything. And yeah. I love that. And I felt like I kind of preached that to my clients already. Where Definitely. It was, like, expose you to a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. I liked how they said, uh, you know, it was it was made for everyone. You know, like an uh, older seventy year old woman needs to, you know, pick up groceries off the floor and, yeah, and things exactly. like that. And I, I just liked I liked their culture and philosophy. So yeah, I fell in love with it there. Like uh, that's where that's where, um, and I don't want to talk too much about CrossFit, but uh, that's where like Greg Glassman is like bringing it now. Yeah, back to like back to back like to the base. Yes, exactly. Where the original the thing, core, the, yeah, yeah, for because the, sure. the core is like you just said. Yeah. It's being a well-rounded athlete yeah. yeah. where you can run a mile and you can yeah. squat, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And um, pull-ups. And, and do pull-ups. Yeah. yeah, and do some pull-ups. So being a, a well-rounded yeah. athlete is, like, I think the core of CrossFit. Um, so you, you get your L1, yeah. and and then you guys decide to open up a, a gym? Yeah, so we actually were in the process of opening uh, our studio already, and then Level 1 came up. So, again, like I didn't go into it like, I want to open a CrossFit. It was like, I want to open a facility. To train clients, you know. Right. Then I discovered CrossFit, and I was like, I love, I love this shit. Right. So then was like studying everything CrossFit. Um, but then you were gonna come back and just train your clients. Yeah, CrossFit and use, stuff. yeah, and use some, yeah. and use some of the methodology along with other things. Again, I was a big um, boxing, kickboxing guy, so I held mitts for people. Like they like when I held mitts, things like that. Um, then again, fell in love with CrossFit, and the boom kind of happened right. too, yeah. you know? So all these things kind of organically happened. Mm-hmm. And many times in life when these things happen naturally without like really trying or pushing, right? usually that's when it's like meant to be. It's mm-hmm. like, so all these things were falling into place. Um, and then, yeah, the boom happened and then the gym was packed and then open another gym and then right. Right, or expand and then that was packed and then expand again. And right. So all these things were happening and meanwhile, I was still going to school, doing what I had to do um, to get my teaching degree. Um, so like when you opened the gym, um, 
the CrossFit gym, did you guys need to do like a lot of marketing or was it just like, holy shit, like everyone just walking yeah, in because CrossFit's not, so hot yeah, right now? Yeah, not really. Yeah, it was just uh, yeah. main site Google. Yeah, Google yeah. and Stephen, you could talk at any point. Oh yeah, no, yeah, sorry, I, I'm I so, no, 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 no. He's like, I'm he's so freaking uh, geeked uh, out right yeah. now. <laughs> okay, so your eyes are like rolling. Your eyes are rolling, so, rolling, eyes are rolling in the back of your head. Taking over That's itself back then. Yeah, <laughs> it is what I don't know. How I'm sitting still right now. This is, <laughs> um, I feel amazing. So, all right, me and Coach are ready. Never settle, Stephen. But um, all right. So you open the gym, and um, I guess. Uh, my question is, it wasn't, you really didn't do, need to do much marketing because people were, were just like, no, I mean, was. I moved to Danbury and I just came to the gym. Yeah, people the just. The hype was real then. Yeah, too. it really like, was. Super real. Yeah, it was, it was crazy. Yeah, so what, I mean, what, give me, uh, the audience, like a couple, like one or two bullet points of like, what are the, the hardest things about opening, oh, man. opening a business? Um, Especially gym business. Yeah, a gym honest, business. That's the hardest one to keep alive. Jeez, I should have done a little more research and, and like yeah. wrote this stuff down yeah, ahead of time. Gyms but and restaurants. I would say that you have to be on like all the time, you know, cause you're always on, always on. And so on many different levels. So, you know, it is a service industry, like we're, we're delivering a product, um, and a service to people. So it's like, it's hard when you're having a rough day or stressful things in your life mm -hmm. going on that are like, you know, inner turmoil things happening. And then you have to come in and like be, all energy. You got to adapt. Positive. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, positive yeah. So that, that's tough, you know, because life happens and people have things going on. And um, so that that's kind of hard, especially when you're, you know, like ground level like we are. It's not like we had a bunch of a, a huge staff or even to this day, a huge like staff to right. rely on. It's mm -hmm. like it's kind of all on you. Um, Did you feel a lot of pressure? Uh, the early days were just fun, man. You just it had a just, good time. Dude, it was just so much fun. It was right. Yeah, you were single. But were again, you... I wasn't like a businessman, so to speak. It was more of like, you know, my business partner at the time like when we started. He was. He said he had gotten a degree in like accounting and finance or mm -hmm. something like that. And I was mm -hmm. like, oh, perfect. Like he can kind that of work. Yeah. the books and right. I'll just coach. Right. And so really, I was just coaching and doing what I love to do. It was yeah. Connecting with people, making relationships, having fun, uh, teaching, coaching, and yep. I just I loved. Like I love all that. So. Um, then it starts getting more to nitty gritty and we're getting bigger spaces and then it's like right. overheads are higher mm -hmm. and then it's like, of course you want to make more money and, and things like that. So, um, then those stressors come, but then again, it's like finishing school, finish my master's, getting married. Like, because uh, like you said, I external mean, things start. Yeah. This wasn't yeah. what you, yeah, you weren't like, exactly. I'm going to be a CrossFit owner. Yeah. It wasn't like I'm a gonna singular do this. vision. Yeah. Exactly. I'm a, I want to do this to make money so I can get my degree and yes. be a teacher. Exactly. Yeah, that was kind of the yeah. overarching goal. And, Kevin, and, do you want to say something? Yeah, I, I would like to say something. Can I say something? I would love to. Well, eventually, correct me if I'm wrong. If, if the ultimate goal was to be be a teacher, yeah, not a nine to five job, but to have that kind of lifestyle, you wanted this as a business that would handle itself eventually. Uh, um, sublet management. Well, and be really, involved. yeah. The long term goal actually was that I was supposed to eventually like sell to my business partner. I was supposed to be out once I got. Into so when you guys when you guys started the business that was kind of that the kind that of was like, the agreement yeah that was, kind was that of a verbal plan. agreement uh yeah it wasn't it wasn't in contract or anything but it was just kind of discussed and and uh yeah but, so that was kind of the plan but uh now having said that like through the last 10 years it has been an amazing experience. so you've owned the gym for 10 years i'm in year 10 now holy shit yeah it's been pretty cool yeah and like, yeah, that, that, is that cool. makes it awesome too looking back like at all these and you know made tons of mistakes and but as for as many 
things we did wrong. We did right. a lot of stuff right, and it's just. But you're gonna make mistakes. You never exactly. own. You never it's owned a business yeah. before. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so I think that's a part of being an entrepreneur. Comes with the territory. Yeah. Yeah. Of being an um, entrepreneur. But so, um, uh, let's say, like, was there a point where you're like, all right, you know what, like. Maybe I'm not gonna be a teacher. Maybe this is oh, something. Oh yeah, for sure. It definitely came in. Yeah. Like this is like, like, dude, we could open like yeah, this gym, absolutely. that gym. Yeah, absolutely. And this fucker could take off. So yeah, absolutely, that, that came I mean, into my head. But um, I'm getting into some layers here. But I dropped out of school twice. I dropped out of college twice. I did horrible in high school. Mm-hmm. So being the type of people that we are, like we discussed, like you, you chase the grind, you chase the 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 strain, you trade, you chase the challenge. I knew for me. I was like, I'm never quitting school again. Like, I just made that commitment to right. myself. I'm getting my degree. And really, I was like, I'm getting my master's. It just, I had it locked in my head, like, no matter what. Right. And uh, I'm actually the first of my name, Valani, to get a degree. That's awesome. I know that's like, for me, that's a big deal. For that's a big family. fucking that's deal, big man. Deal. For my family, it's a big deal. So I just had locked in my head, just no matter what. I was like, I'm doing this. So yeah, for sure, there was a phase where we were just killing it, booming. Things were amazing. We we're doing comps. It was just incredible. It was an incredible time for the but, CrossFit community. But again, CrossFit like, I didn't go into it where like I want to be a business owner, like I want to be a CrossFit owner. I want to. That's not what I originally had set. And so I was like, no, I'm sticking to my goal, uh-huh. my vision, my plan. And uh, but what, what, and what, I love it. I love what I'm doing, man. Like I love teaching. Yeah, uh, it's amazing. Like, so lose so. a teacher, a gym teacher, right now. Yeah, and I know that's nothing glamorous, but like for doesn't me, have to be. I I love yeah, what I'm doing. It's glamorous compared to dudes that stare at Excel all day. All right? <laughs> yeah. and you Very know, like glamorous. and really on a on a, a large vision. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just throwing it out. It's true. I no, mean, no, no, no. It's no. Listen, I don't it's want to so be staring true. at for me. But here, here, so, me. someone listening to this. I guarantee is saying, fuck, I want to be a gym teacher. There's people out there that want to be gym teachers. Well, so if you think about the... the PE teachers. If you yeah, want to be an accountant, you're wrong. If what? You, if you want to be an accountant, if you're If you wrong. think about the traits and skills that we're talking about right here that we have gotten from CrossFit, like, let's be real, like, we right. come to CrossFit and we love all these these um, these themes and, and narratives and movements and all this stuff. I'm trying to now instill this into, like, young adults and kids yeah, exactly. earlier. So, like, I wish I found this kind of culture... An attitude earlier. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I would be because then maybe maybe but maybe you wouldn't have dropped out. Oh, absolutely. Everything. You you know what I mean? Yeah. Everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. We talked about this on our when we did our initial podcast episode number. Very big about you teaching um, children as well. The values that we get here yeah. in this kind of lifestyle um, carry forward Absolutely. into every other part of your they life. Do. So what kind of drive, determination, Absolutely. and attitude you towards have towards difficult 100%. grinds 100%. will be reflected yes. in everything. Your, your business relationships, yes. Your, yes. Your, your friendships, your actual relationships, yep. everything. Children. Everything. So everything. that's why, like, yeah, I just I, now I have a platform where I get to do it in schools. And again, I want to get into football, coaching football. Right. And then you know, Owen, like, when you're, uh, like, how many coaches did you have? Yeah, oh, yeah. Your dad is... Yeah, exactly. Man, like yeah. I had conversations with your dad, and and you have such. And it's a very valuable. Great, it is platform as a coach. Yes, you know, especially just for me, I love football, but like right. to have impact on these kids. On the and kids, they, yeah, I think that's really important. Animals, machines. I think that's they really go out into the world, and then they carry that out to everybody else, and it's just a, it's just a spread. And yeah, effect, you know, you so, know, I, you know, I, I think uh, you know, touching on that, like, <clears throat> me being an athlete. You know, and, you know, when I was younger in high school and in college, has transitioned me to be successful in, in my sure. career. Values you got. You know, yeah, from what I've done, the whatever the past X amount of years, is 
my dedication to football and the coaches that I've met along the way. Mm-hmm. My high school coach, Kevin Callahan, yeah. okay, was a tremendous person for me in my life. My father was a coach. He's an athletics director. Yep. Tremendous person. So I think, and I'm not sitting here saying that you have to be an athlete to be successful, but what's helped me was being an athlete or being coached. You could back, yeah, so- back it down to athletic. Right. Athletic. Meaning, uh, putting in hard work, doing athletic things, like gym teacher, mm-hmm. like that instills hard work. Yes. Because you have to do hard work to yeah. do anything athletic, right? Right. Because you're uncomfortable. The whole world nowadays needs a little bit more of that because we've gotten culturally, yeah. we've gotten away from hard work. Oh yeah, absolutely. So it's one of the few things that remains yes. that that just teaches you hard work and how it benefits your life. Right. So you don't have to necessarily be an athlete, but athletics. Period. Yeah, you know, you getting out of like we. Kevin, we talk about this all the time, is getting uncomfortable. Like we're going to do in this workout in a few minutes. But I think that's important because, like, um, in life, outside of the gym, you are going to be in situations where you're uncomfortable. If it's your first gym class you're teaching at a new job, right? Or you're trying to plug in an, uh, an Excel spreadsheet number, and you don't yeah, know if it's the correct number. <laughs> I tried to formulate that. that. No, but seriously. Your laptop dies. You need to charge your battery. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, your battery is running Stress low. Stress is going to be stressed. You have a project to do, and you have 5% battery on your laptop. I mean, <laughs> or you that short, shit yeah, gets you uncomfortable. Yeah, so yeah uncomfortable. I mean, listen. No, but we're, we're you laughing. You don't have an ergonomic keyboard. We're laughing that about real. that. But there, I'm sure there's situations in your job Deadlines. Everybody. Deadlines. Everybody. Stress. Okay. In here. Life in general. Life in general. I mean, life in general. And and mortgages, rent. Yeah. All that shit. So money, right? Actually, dying in your family. This is this is gonna lead me to my next my next topic, and um, I know I want to keep this under an hour, so I'm kind of trying to move like quickly. But, um, that's fine. Listen, I can always bow out if I have Kevin like ten minutes. Kevin ruining it for everyone. No, Listen, that's all good. We're gonna do. We're gonna do a part two. We're gonna do a part two. I can jump right into it. The no, first one's a run. Just kidding. But listen, um, <laughs> I want to dive into this because this is important to me, and I think this is important to everybody. Um, stress in life. Okay. Um, me and Lou, me and Lou live a different lifestyle than Kevin, and I'm not saying Kevin's lifestyle is wrong. What the fuck? But all I'm saying is like. I want to ask you guys. Dog. I want to ask you guys from different spectrums of stress. Okay, how do you guys manage your stress? I have, in the last probably two months, been what I like to call under stress. <laughs> from I don't know, from Simply everything, it, but it's you yeah, know it's from from family balance. to life to sales to quotas to everything that goes on. Um, and I've been going through different ways of dealing with stress. I've, I've started to meditate and do all this stuff, like cold showers help. Kevin, what do you do? If you can give, like, talk to the audience, uh, or should I start with Lou? Uh, I'm fine. Okay. Listen, I'll talk for nine hours. I know. Right now. But, yeah, like, I, want, I just want to know. Is, I'm I want, shaking I want, here. I want you to talk to the audience. And how, how do you deal with stress? Well, how do you deal with anxiety? First of all, I'll be honest. I have very little stress in my life. And... That's been since my accident that we talked about in my episode because I right. one thing that refocused me from the accident was very little actually matters enough that it should stress you to the point where it affects your health. Mm-hmm. Like y- y- things that people think are so maximum in their lives are actually pretty minimal. Family is maximum, uh, you know, top value, friends and those relationships. Right. Top tier stuff is important, right? 
most people stress over stuff that's not. So mm. I, I was very good about erasing that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a good workout will clear my mind because I've had a very, very stressful two weeks with work. Mm-hmm. Everybody's got deadlines. Right. Everybody's got, you know, you got yeah. mortgages and everybody's got money and money causes issues no matter who you are. Mm-hmm. So, so like, um, let's just get down to the, the facts, though. If you have a stressful day, what, what do you do? Active. Be active. Well, it, it is medically proven, okay. scientifically okay. proven that the best way to alleviate your stress is to be active. It releases endorphins, mm-hmm. it changes your blood flow, it clears your mind, mm-hmm. it also it allows your body to relax afterwards so you become more tired, you create melatonin, at, uh, more melatonin at night, and it allows you to sleep better. But so, what about the people that say that you when you, sl- when you work out late, you don't sleep that well? Well, if you work out and then try to immediately go to bed, that won't work because you're changing your body's um, dynamic too fast and expecting two completely different things. But you can work out at night as long as you have enough time afterwards right. to let your body mm-hmm. recover and so, get into so, so really what you do is if you're stressing out about deadlines, stuff going on in your, in your, in your um, life, family, all that stuff, you're, you're, you're automatically going for a sweat. You're getting sweated. I'm, I'm trying to get a sweat in, and if that's, sometimes it's not an option, right? Sometimes it's not an option. Take two seconds and sit down, and I, I did this for the first year after my accident, does it really fucking matter? Like, why? Whatever that thing yeah, is. Yeah, whatever that, that yeah, thing yeah, yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, it's like, true. why? Yeah. Change Step away. Change it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. 100%. Yeah. 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 Why you know, are you um, stressed? And I'm actually going to read a, um, a Joe Rogan caption right now. Joe Rogan's name. Shout out to Joe Rogan. Yeah, shout out to Joe. Joe Rogan. Listen, um, I'm in touch with your uh, agent <laughs> about getting on there. But hey, um, I want to just say this, and I want to jump over to Lou to, 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 to talk about him about stress. But, he, but Joe talks about working out a lot. And he said, Landon, felt like I was dragging ass. But I, I forced myself oh, yeah, to yeah, head yeah, over to the gym. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. An hour or so later, I feel fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. I'm sure I say this enough to be annoying, but if one person hears it and goes out and moves their body yeah. and feels better because of it, then it's all worth it. Yeah. Go get some, folks. It will change your quality like of the life. Rogan, the, like rock, the rock. Like, yeah. Think about like yeah. talk about stress, man. Like what those guys are under. You know, yeah. I mean, sometimes also, you, I, I try to look at what other people are doing, and I'm like, all right, like, yeah. You know, I got a lot going on, but all right. Like, there's people doing way more than me. You know, yeah. like things like that. But yeah, I mean, listen. Um, we talk about you. Just talk about the Rock. We talk about you and I had spoke about LeBron James or like yeah. Kobe Bryant. Like these guys. Okay, so they're glamorous and they're making millions of dollars, but these guys are under a lot of stress. Okay, let's not forget that. There's yeah. pressure. Okay, there's, there's pressure. fucking yeah, pressure. Sure. There's there's, pressure. Be, there's pressure, and these guys handle it. I, I you know I know like, you know um, like Joe Rogan works out all the time. Kobe Bryant will get up at two or three o'clock in the morning to go and shoot free throws, just shit like that. Um, so there's stress stress everywhere with anybody. Okay, mm-hmm. Kevin. Um, like like he said, he he sweats. He likes to work out. Kevin probably works out two or three times a day. Yeah, but that's easy for me, though, because I work from home. Okay. One thing, and by the way, thanks for letting me get back into coaching a little bit, because I took a very, uh, Lou He's actually thanking Lou, to, not me. Yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Lou, thank you, because yeah. um, I took a big step away. I used to mm-hmm. do it a lot, uh, a while Yeah, and you ago. enjoy it. Yeah, and, and one thing I used to say all the time right after my injury and I got back into a- athletics and being an athlete was, do you want to change your life? The first thing you should try to do is change somebody else's. Mm-hmm. It is the most rewarding thing in yeah, the world. Awesome. And not that you need validation because that's not what you get from it, but you get a sense of pride because you help somebody else. Yeah, absolutely. You don't get that sitting in front of a desk right. or working out by right. yourself. So right. I totally agree that 
helping others change their perspective will help you change yours. Yeah. For sure. For well, sure. that's why so. I wanted to approach you and ask you about it. And I actually talked to Owen a little too, but you have that positive energy, you know, and that's a big part of it, you know? So like you could be the best coach in the world and know all the technicalities and all that. But if you can't, if you can't make someone comfortable or and create a relationship with them, you're not going to be able to deliver that content to them. You know, so you at least have that energy and, and you're very welcoming and friendly to everyone that walks in the door. And that's like a huge part of it. Really, it's step one for most people that walk through the door. Like yeah. they don't really, when people first come in here, they're not worrying about all the, the, the first pull, second pull, third pull, the snatch. You know yeah. what I mean? They don't care about that. Eventually that comes. But first it's about being comfortable and feel like they're, they're, there's a connection and, you know, because it's an intimidating environment. So, you know, you have that and, and kudos to you for having that positive energy. It's the caffeine. And working hard. Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's the bang the unicorn it's drinks. It's the bang energy. But, um, yeah, I yeah. guess that was a little tangible. No, but my point is, is like that's an important yeah. part of it. And actually, um, I was uh, at training for, for work the last two days, and it was a sales training. And we talked about the, f the first thing anyone thinks about when they think of someone, a salesman. Okay. The first thing, and this is like 95% of people, because I'm a salesman. Okay. Is, oh, they're scumbags. Okay. They talk too much. Okay. You always think about like the, the, the car salesman, the yeah. used car salesman. That's exactly where okay? we're going. Yeah, exactly. exactly. That's where you're, where but here's what we have to think about. Okay. Selling as a coach, you're selling yourself. And okay. Your oh, yeah. You're selling yourself and your business. And what we talked a lot about at this training was behavioral selling, okay? Everyone has their own type of behavior. And what you need to do, if you wanna sell something, you have to be able to adapt to that person's behavior, okay? So if you're not, yes. if, if you're, if like, if I'm trying to sell you this bang energy. You're gonna try to be energetic. I'm gonna try to be energetic, but if you're energetic, I'm gonna yes. try to be energetic. But if you're a person a that's reserved. what's the word if, for that? Yeah. There's a word for that where you where, where you try to match the. You're person's. a talker, a doer, a supporter. There, there's like four yeah, different categories. Yeah, and you but, try to match their. But what I was what I wanted to get to is that's important in my business because I deal with I'm, I'm selling to so many different types of people. Someone that's energetic, okay. Someone that all they care about is data information. Mm. Okay, so what I need to do is I need to adapt. So just what Lou was talking about being a coach. And being a good coach is, and I want Lou to talk about this, is you need to be able to adapt to your clients, right? He's going to train me differently than he trains, um, I don't know, 55-year-old Susan from down the road, right? So Lou needs to be able to adapt. He needs to be able to sell the CrossFit to Susan or myself. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. Do you have absolutely. anything? Does, do you want to? No, I think you kind of cover it. I, I would argue too, not argue, I shouldn't say argue, but I, I would say it really translates to almost any career though, really. It's, any it's career. It's about relationship building. A hundred percent. You have to be able to make a connection and relationship in yeah. almost anything. I know you're crunching numbers and no, stuff like no, that. No, no, even but so. I'm sure I you deal with clients and your coworkers still had to and your supervisor and boss. Yeah, you know what I mean? Had to get exactly. hired. Exactly. You had to get exactly. hired. Right. So. Exactly. So... Yeah, I think that translates to pretty much any yeah, I mean, life in general. I mean, definitely, it translates to anything. It's like it's your behavior. It's like you're. I don't know how we got onto this topic of coaching, Me but like, actually. but um, coaching <laughs> uh, cool, CrossFit or gym because you know uh, <laughs> the bang <laughs> energy. But uh, what makes someone a successful coach is their capability of adapting to their clients. Yeah. Okay. A hundred percent. Plus knowledge. Because you're not gonna yell to Susan, Susan, get the fuck up off the ground. Let's go. But you're gonna say that to me. Oh yeah. 
You know what I mean? All Hammer. All that, clean workout, all, all that <laughs> shit. All that shit. But listen, um, we went on a tangent, but I want Lou to talk about now because he lives a, a similar life to me. Oh, the stress. That's the right. stress. Yeah, that's where we were. Bring it back. Talk to me about <laughs> how you manage, because Lou now has a CrossFit gym. He has a, two, kids, two kids, a wife, a house. New house, new career. New, new career. How oh. do you do it? <laughs> and he deals with children I all lose day. my mind. Yeah, that's, that's true. Every half <laughs> hour I get a new, a new group. Day. So obviously uh, exercise was definitely, is number one. Like that's always my first go-to is try to get a good workout in. Um, but honestly, there's times that, it's harder to carve out that time. So I'm not going to say it's not possible. It's just harder to carve out that time. Um, so I know it sounds corny. And I don't know if this will make sense, but there's times where I'll have a rough day and just honestly being with my son, yeah. both of them, either of them. Luciano right now is like we have a good connection and he's got like a little more personality um, at this time. But yeah, like as much as they they – caused me stress in the sense of it's a lot obviously you know yeah. how it is now owen so i you know two kids it's a lot like we're yeah. usually are always on but like being with getting quality time with them yeah definitely you know they're like i'll say almost every night almost every night i tuck him into bed i'll lay mm -hmm. with him we'll and that that, book. that oh. helps you kind of oh, like brings it back like brings it like what kevin said at the end of the day this is what yes. this is what it's brings, about. Brings me back to baseline, like hundred percent. Dude, like sitting down 100%. and reading a book, hundred percent. Because like I have to work, you know, I have to go to work, I have to be at the gym, I have to, you know, do what I gotta do. I gotta grind, I gotta hustle. Um, one of my coworkers is actually a really good guy that I, I work with at the school. He's like, I read my son a book every night before bed, and it kind of stuck with me. And I was like, I'm going to make sure to see him. Yeah. Because, you know, I might not get to see him all day. Right, yeah. Because that's just the way it is. You know, we got mm -hmm. to do what we got to do. Right. But I'm like, I'm going to make sure that before bed, every single day, I'm going to see him. Yeah, definitely. And I think that's really so important. For me, that just settles me back. And, like, the 10 minutes I might have with him there. Oh, it, sets I mean. Me, you know, sets me on track. And then I'm like, all right, you know, set the alarm. Yeah. yeah I mean, I, I think that's you know? really, really so important. For me um, right now, that's my little... That's a good de-stress for me. Yeah, to because listen, I mean, you're you're juggling like five different things, and and yeah. you know you can get yourself. We all can get ourselves caught up in stress, no matter what you're doing. But for me, I think that I was gonna say the same thing. It's like going home and like being with my wife or my son or my dog is like, you know, it just like dumbs it down oh, yeah. to like this is this is what life's about. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, I gotta meet all these quotas and shit. And I got to make these sales, but at the end of the day, I need to be able to raise my son to be the best son, mm -hmm. you know, in the what world. Kids don't relate to time. Kids also relate to golf, love, right? Golf, golf as much as possible. Yeah, golf. No, I did take up golf. I do like listen, that. I, <laughs> listen, listen, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say this right now. I, I, I took oh, up golf, golf like golf. two years ago for the record. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this right now. I fucking hate golf. Yeah, no, I hate golf. I was the same, dude. I, like, like I said, I'm an MMA guy. I love UFC, lifting weights, you know, punching, kicking. But like, I randomly took up golf, and I, I fucking love I'm it. I'm so ADD with golf. It's, I can't handle it. I know, and I get it. I get it. My, my thing is like, my thing is, and I'm gonna sound um, a little cocky, but like, normally anything I do athletically, I'm good at. I suck at fucking golf. So hard. Like, give me it's a basketball so and I'll fire up shots it's so all day. Hard. It's so technical. It's so hard. And well, it's just yeah. so frustrating. Yeah. It's redundancy too. You have to be able to do the same exact thing over and over. Yeah. So your swing rate you have has to be, to be, on you have point. To be very on yeah. point. Everything has to be the exact same. 
if it if it falters at all, yeah. you can't make up for that. Right. You know what I mean? It's like swing and done. It's not like basketball where you're going to yeah. take another shot, you know? What exactly. I mean? That's exactly. why I like it. It's challenging. It's I mean, similar to CrossFit in the sense of there's so many See, little details. I don't what I don't understand about golf and we have to finish this up. <laughs> We're it's the opposite listen. Of CrossFit. No, 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 no. What I'm saying though is there's so much technicality. Oh, like, there's a lot. Right, of so kipping there's technicality, Olympic lifts there's technicality, right? Like we're talking yeah, about Yeah, yeah. and lo- that you have to achieve certain lines and certain movements for gymnastics. Like golf is the same thing. It's so, lines, yeah, it's I angles, agree. it's positioning. You know what I mean? Right. A lot of geometry. Try to just of, drop yeah. that on you real quick. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I want to dumb I'm going to dumb this down a little. Um for me though, I don't understand. It's mind-boggling to me why golf would bring anyone a stress relief. It makes me more stressed. Beer. That's what yeah, that is true. Sometimes but like, beers with the boys, but but still, like you're not going out there to drink beers. No, so here's 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 the way I look at it. At least this is just for me because this is my de-stressor. This is just for me. Um, you're out on a beautiful course, so you're outdoors, gorgeous, like manicured, yeah, you know, turf and lakes and trees and whatever. And don't get me wrong. There's times where I'm frustrated about how I play, but at the same time, I'm like. I'm out here playing golf. Like, how can I like right. be mad? Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's it's like people relate to fishing. What it was the saying? It's I couldn't. Like, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, there's no such thing as a bad day of fishing. Yeah, there is. You know what I'm talking <laughs> about though. The, but my saying but where they're see, like, it's better than being at work. It's like the same yeah, idea. It's it kind of like, all right, like I'm out here. It's relaxing. You know, whatever. But I yeah. Said it because of my dad. My dad was a huge fisherman. But yeah, like, I can't. It's not my thing either. Yeah, Fishing. It was for me for a long time. I used to get into it. I don't know. But I could see. I never caught. I never caught anything. I could see how fishing, like, just. That's when I started hating it. You know. You know what? Actually, like this is speaking of right. I'm cold. And I turned 21. I started drinking instead of fishing. I don't like eating fish. Speaking of speaking of fishing, this is a this is a weird question. Down the street, um, where the guys fish off the the like the little yeah, yeah. bridge, mm-hmm. they better not eat that stuff. I was that was my question. Do they eat that? They better not. Uh, that's how you get chlamydia. I. <laughs> oh my god. That's sorry, you, that's Mom. Or do you just? What hook, that was it? That's how fish out there. Yeah, that's. That, that was or do you just hook up with there. Kevin? Um, <laughs> Oh, oh, shit. Okay, listen, zing. guys. Um, we actually have to go. We have to go. We got to shut down. We gotta, uh, but, but here's the thing. We got to watch, We're going we're gonna to title this as, as part one because there's a lot more that, that we all need to talk about. I'm not very smart. I don't have much more knowledge to <laughs> Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Um, but listen, I want to thank Lou for coming on here. Yeah, we got. We, I feel like we didn't tackle enough. We, we need to we, – this is like – you know, I tell the guys that come on, like an Eat hour seems so like let's nothing. Do it again. Let's do it again. We're definitely going to do it again. Let's do it again. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. Again, you can find us on you know Apple, Google, Spotify, all the podcasts. And um, if you keep wanting to hear Kevin, come on uh, as a Nobody co-host. You know, message bang. message me. <laughs> and actually, next, what I wanted to do this time, I want to get a video going so we go live. But next time we'll go live. Doing it live. We'll go live on Instagram. Live on Instagram. But um, all right, guys, listen. I appreciate it. It's like nine fifteen. These two are gonna go smash a workout. I gotta get home. But uh, cause we're in the we're in the studio right now. The studio. The Lion's Breath Movement gonna, Podcast we're Studio. Big, big beyond reason thing. It's actually Lou's office. I'll let you guys make it a studio if we get like a stuffed like lion or something. Oh my like, god. Like, like giant. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that would be Rogan amazing. Logan has that wolf. See? Yeah. I we mean, could I'm turn America. this. This is like you know a man's saying? den. I'll let you, I'll let you guys. I'll Luciano you guys. would love that too. That's what I'm saying. We'll make That's it like a man's, for man's cave. The man's cave. Yeah. Like you come in here and it's like man cave. you got to talk we about. We need a little fridge with beers and Yeah. We have to drink at the same time. I have a fridge right there. I say one night. Um, 
or one day or one podcast, we should come in here at like seven yeah. o'clock at night. Well, yeah, let's have a couple Throw beers a couple after back. That's what I was saying. Like yeah, yeah and we'll, we'll talk and 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 um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll hammer a nice podcast off. But um, all right, guys, listen, I appreciate everyone coming on and Siemens all caffeinated. But uh, all right, guys, listen, uh, enjoy your day with family, friends, and and we'll talk soon. Talk to you, America. Bye. Yeah, America.